Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 154 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from July 25th, 2016. It's part two on my series on my lean healthcare trip to China. The first day, the Chinese hospital presentations in Beijing. So continuing part one of this post about my first day on my first ever trip to China, I'd like to share more about the Lean Healthcare Conference and presentations that took place. In the next presentation from a Chinese hospital, the speaker started talking about the need to improve patient and employee satisfaction through lean management, and that we have the same goals and purpose as I had expressed in my presentation, namely safety, quality, waiting times, cost, and employee morale. Now, I had shown a spaghetti diagram in my talk, and there's a picture of that if you go to leanblog.org slash audio154. It shows all the walking done by a podiatrist running around an Illinois clinic searching for supplies. This is the walking time required for one patient. It was about 10 minutes worth of waste. Now, the Chinese presenter showed something very similar, saying their walking pattern was very messy and it was made much better with lean. I, I don't have a photo of their slide, unfortunately. Now, in the case of uh, my diagram, the doctor isn't disorganized or inefficient. It's a badly designed and poorly organized system. That seems to be a pretty universal problem. You know, spaces, inventory, supply locations not being well thought out, and the staff are left to suffer and do the best they can. 5S and lean methods seem to be a pretty universal solution. The hospital also talked about the very important goal of reducing pharmacy errors and working towards zero medication error. Now, there are pressures to reduce prices to patients in China with reform proposals to reduce price gradually. This creates a need to improve productivity the right way by reducing waste instead of getting rid of people. There are cost pressures that prevent Chinese hospitals from throwing people at the problem, as Chinese factories might have done before labor costs started increasing. Using those, those factories used cheap labor as a strategy instead of lean manufacturing. For hospitals, it's not just a labor cost issue, but it's about an increasing shortage of doctors and nurses in China, a problem that's made worse by uh, what had been the one-child policy. The presenter said, how to establish a lean hospital in China is a very important challenge. Now, to meet that challenge, uh, she said they need to include the patient experience. We've been trying to improve healthcare a long time, but now we use the word lean. And I presume they use some new approaches and methods for improvement. Now, they're also using Six Sigma, something that GE Healthcare introduced to China, as they've done uh, around the world. Now, I saw an article on the way home in the China Daily newspaper that talked about the need for price or cost controls and reduction. They're struggling through their own version of healthcare reform, which I think sounds very familiar. The hospitals I visited later in the week, and I'll, I'll blog and podcast about this, they had signs for a quote-unquote price control department, part of the government's efforts to set and control prices. Um, that article said in part, while price restructuring is a positive step in dealing with soaring healthcare costs, there is ample room for improvement on price supervision, experts and uh, industrial insiders said, after the nation's top pricing regulator unveiled pricing reform guidelines last week, end of quote. 
Now, I think people realize the need to use lean to reduce waste and take real cost out of the system rather than just arbitrarily setting lower prices. Now, one other competitive factor in China is patient choice. I heard many stories about how Chinese patients from rural areas will take the train all night to get treatment at a big name, big city hospital. Now, the government encourages people to utilize their rural hospitals for routine care. Although uh, an article I linked to, again, if you go to uh, leanblog.org slash audio 154, the article said that um, published Chinese hospital rankings exacerbate this problem as people see those lists and they want to go get the best care by going to cities like Beijing or Shanghai. Said in the article, uh, Bao Yang, a uh, public health professor uh, from the Shanghai Zhao Tong University, said the recent hospital rankings would help direct more people into those already crowded facilities, which ran counter to the goal of health reform. The authorities want the bulk of patients, especially those with chronic diseases, to attend Class B or Class C hospitals, with Class A ones left to deal with rare or difficult medical problems, end of quote. Now, the conference presenter said that an increasing number of Chinese go to the United States or Australia for care. One U.S. hospital she visited even had a special department for working with Chinese patients. Now, it's interesting that Americans often think of medical tourism as us traveling to low-cost countries in Asia, although you know, when you really look at it, there are huge opportunities for Americans to travel domestically for lower cost and better quality care. But the Chinese who can afford to do so are probably traveling to other countries for the quality and service, not cost. As the presenter said, Chinese doctors and hospitals can match the standard of Western care. We should be confident. She added, we can learn from Western hospitals, however. Now, one need, the speaker said, is to pay more attention to details. And that's where we're lagging behind the US, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. Now, I'd argue that American hospitals still need to pay more attention to detail. You know, lean and basic operations management methods often require us to get into the details of the work, and that often seems boring or unexciting to too many healthcare leaders. But the blocking and tackling is critically important, not just having the latest technology, but putting time into developing good processes, training people, engaging them, and supervising them over time. She added, some think healthcare is not the service industry, but it is about service. Medicine and service are connected. Focusing on the patient is a milestone reform for our industry. We need to treat the patient, not the disease, combining medical science and social science, end of quote. Those are very familiar themes and aims. Now, she said 1994 was the first time that the idea of focusing on patients was put forward. More recently, they've realized that they also need to improve staff satisfaction. She said, engagement of staff here is not as good as in the U.S. And I'd add that engagement levels here are far lower than they could be, hence the need for lean and healthcare Kaizen. Um, healthcare Kaizen being a book of mine that has not yet been translated into Chinese. Now, she generalized and said, U.S. staff are more willing to make suggestions and to be proud of them. Now, that might be true, and I, I'm not sure if it's a matter of national culture or organizational culture. I mean, yes, there are lean and Kaizen-focused hospitals in the U.S. where that statement is very true. There are, sadly, too many hospitals where staff have been trained to not speak up. 
Now, there's a journal article I've linked to in the post that compares the patient safety culture attitudes based on surveys in the U.S. and in China. So I've included some excerpts from their results. Um, the, the percentage positive rate of the response for each item here. Uh, question C2. Staff will freely speak up if they see something that may negatively affect patient care. The yes rate was 75% in the U.S. and just 51% in China. Question C4. Staffs are afraid to ask questions when something does not seem right. In the U.S., said 47% they're afraid to speak up. In China, it was 80% who are afraid to speak up. Question C6. Staff feel free to question the decisions or actions of those with more authority. Now, that response rate was almost the same, 63% in the U.S., 64% in China. Now, speaking up about patient safety isn't exactly the same as the Kaizen culture of speaking up about any problem or opportunity for improvement. But it seems patient safety is the most important and compelling reason to speak up, even if you are a bit fearful. Now, those results do seem to confirm the speaker's generalization. And you know, I think it's interesting to look at the whole survey, which again, I've linked to, and I might write a separate blog post about. You know, China is a single party authoritarian country, although it's seemingly more capitalistic than communist. Um, so does that culture teach people to not speak up? You know, Japan is not an authoritarian country, uh, but when I visited there in 2012 and 2014, they talked about the Japanese priority of what they call big harmony and how people generally don't speak up there either, that the Toyota culture is decidedly different than the typical Japanese company. So is it a factor of, of management, government, or Eastern societies? I think it's also interesting that the willingness to question authority is the same in both countries. What does that tell us? But back to the speaker, and I'll wrap up here. Um, she also said doctors are likely to raise suggestions, but nurses are, quote, more creative, maybe, and there are, quote, more chances to improve their daily work. She said doctors are too busy, they make complaints, but need to raise suggestions instead, which will lead to lean being better adopted. Now, I agree that it's an important function of leaders to build this culture of trust, speaking up, questioning things, and improving. I mean, how can it be called lean without trying to engage everybody in Kaizen? Now, she added, we need to understand what our staff want, and we need to think from their perspective to improve satisfaction. Now, she also said there's a Chinese saying, outsiders pay attention to different things than insiders. Now, I think that's true, and it's an important aspect of lean and workplace observation, as I write about in Chapter 4 of Lean Hospitals. We need to teach people to observe their peers looking for process problems, but an outsider can be a fresh set of eyes to raise questions and see things that the local experts can't see anymore. All right, so this is run long. I'm going to have a part three uh, to come in the future about just this first day in China. There's been a lot to reflect on. Uh, as I go through my notes. I hope this is interesting and thought-provoking to you too. Again, um, you can go to leanblog.org audio 154.